Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. Welcome to At Home with Roby. Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hayson from the Roby Family of Companies. We are your hosts. It took a week, but you partially got your voice back. It's coming back. You, you told me the other day, you were like, hey, I think you need to just start doing all the intros, and then you took over. I had my mouth open. I was ready to blow. I thought you were. I, you see, I was pretty quick to the draw on that one. You didn't want to lose that job, I did like, you? Like, I like that job. Goodness You gracious. can have it, man. It's cool. But it's funny, I, I, I think what cured my... my uh, I smoked a cigar while I had my voice, and I don't smoke cigars very often, with some buddies while I had this uh, sore throat that I had. It, it helped? It went away the next day. That's I was like, opposite. it's probably not that a good is, idea. That is here. the opposite of what you read in the magazines. It is. Men's I, health. I don't it, know if they advocate I, that. I might smoke one cigar. Well, I've, I've smoked two cigars in the last year, but probably two in the last 10 years. I'm really fond of the guys that ride down the road smoking a cigar with their windows up. <laughs> that's a tough look. <laughs> that's right and dirty, right? I mean, there. I, I, yeah. I can't do that. No. Uh, but, There's a but term they, for that. But they do it. Uh, uh, at least, uh, at least back in the day when cigarettes were more prevalent. Yeah, yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Everybody yeah. that I knew that smoked cigarettes would would crack the window at least. I and mean, I didn't have any any close relatives uh, or friends that. That did the complete hot box, which is cool. Well, to each his own. I think there's some science behind that crack window, right? It creates a suction and brings all the smoke out. That's what I'm told. There's some science behind it? <laughs> I'm sure there is. You're bringing science into bad health uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. habits? <laughs> yeah. I mean, back in the day when I was in college and, and you could still smoke indoors, you know, my going out clothes would come back and make my little dorm room really. Oh really yeah! Smell. Oh my goodness! Especially <laughs> back when you get like you used to be right. You could smoke inside. It was terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. I used to have a buddy of mine. He, this is back in college, where again, where cigarette smoking was more prevalent. On a road trip, he'd kick his leg up on the window. You ever seen somebody do that? And he'd rest his arm with his cigarette. On his leg, it just rolled, I think I saw him in a Winston. Rolled out the <laughs> rolled down the road. I'm like, man, what happens if you get in a wreck with that leg? He's like, well, I guess I won't use it anymore. Pop like, quiz: yeah, When did gone. they ban indoor smoking in Charlotte, North Carolina? It sounds like you know, but if I had to guess, I would say what 2007. I have no clue. I was asking. I'm trying to remember. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, TJ's over here saying 2007. He is knew that, that right? How did y'all know this? That was a guess. That's what ruined the economy I just, back then. <laughs> <laughs> Close the doors up. Get but out. You're not kidding, man. You couldn't hide that. You, your whole, you just your whole being would nah, reek. It's a better day today. I agree. 100% agree. As, as many people thought it wouldn't be. Uh, but you did smoke a cigar. I did. It, might, it healed my uh, my laryngitis. I don't know how you that's possible. sound terrible. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. This How's is, your week been? This is my normal voice, by the way. No, I sound it terrible. is. No, a I, don't, raspy. I don't need to hear my normal. You voice. have a really good. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I have to have a really good raspy voice. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Make fun of you. No, man, it's why been, should I make? I shouldn't do that. Well, I think we can make fun of each other. It's out of respect and love. It's all good. If you start making fun of me, if anybody else did that, my if Bo does that, I'm gonna get upset. Bo, you made me cry. Bo, Bo Kappelman's our, our guest. guest today. Yeah, people are oh, like, who's Bo? Count Not Bo Byram, who's been on the show before. <laughs> Cat's still in my Bo throat. Bo Kappelman ha- ha- hangs, hails from the Central Charlotte side. Bo Byram hail, hails from Steel Creek, but uh, 
Bo Kaplan, I've known him a long time. Good man. We'll get in that in a second. Oh, yeah. What you got? We're recording this on Friday. That means we're a little little loopy. A bit, we're, we're at the end of the week. That's right. I've got uh, the girls have their last basketball game today. So there you go. Got a pretty good, exciting evening in store. And, then a, and Chuck E. Cheese tomorrow, I think. I mean, what more you want? Kid Casino. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So, uh We'll see. I got to brag on my girls. They come along in the basketball ranks. Uh, but I wasn't at the game. I was out of town the other day, and Reagan sends me this video. And these these kid middle school girls, they're not hitting high percentage number of their shots. And Piper's the number one gunner. I mean, she'll, she'll, she'll shoot at the hip any time. She's in the sixth grade playing middle school basketball. And they were down three. And last second, she hit a three-point switch to go to overtime. Oh, yeah. They lost in overtime, but it was pretty cool. That is cool. I mean, one one of 20. No. She, no, she ain't scared to shoot. That's the first rule of being Michael Jordan. That's right. <laughs> you can you can say the quote. You teed it up very. You miss all the shots you don't take, right? That's amen. Amen. That's good. Same, same applies with business. Same applies with loving hard. Some people say, I don't want to fall in love and get your heart broken. You can't never love if you don't scare to get your heart broken. Didn't Garth Brooks say something about that? Did he? Yeah, I think so. Really? That, that standing outside the fire. Garth Brooks. Garth he Brooks, has a big following. He's solid. He's I I'm love not Garth the biggest Brooks. Garth Brooks fan in the world. I think he's a little, a little I, cheesy I'm for him. some people with this. He is not my favorite country music singer. Well, that's okay. Everybody knows Eric Church is your favorite. Well, I singer, also so like Lee just, Bryce a lot. Okay, he, I can deal with Cole Lee Bryce. Swindale. Yeah. And then when you go to West Texas, there's a guy named Ryan Bingham. He's pretty good. Okay. You know, somebody told me I like country music so much because they tell them stories. Well, that makes sense. That's right. You a folk folk teller. (laughs) I said, really? What's that mean? He said, well, you don't like it. It isn't about the music. It's about the stories they tell. From one storyteller to another, huh? Brings a memory back. Oh, there's a song about that. Eric Church, there you go. (laughs) Wow, we're on fire! Have you been this, listening? To this? This, this is not. On. This, this is, is talk radio. This we is don't, we're not country music. Up for yeah. top ten, top ten at ten. Yeah, that'd be good. That's the next K- show. Casey Kasem. <laughs> Let's Casey go. No, nah, we're the country version of Casey that's Kasem. <laughs> Casey Kasem passed away, didn't he? I think so. Man, that's terrible. TJ, how long ago is that? Goodness, that's sad. I grew up on Casey Kasem top top forty. Yeah. What was that? I was on Sunday nights, maybe. So, Sunday night. I used to listen to Swap Talk on Sunday night. That's still on. <laughs> I'm sure it's, it's like lo- two in the morning. Some local market. They call that Monday morning. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you one thing. Last week I was in. Uh, I hope it stays warm. And <laughs> the rain settles down, but you know the the cold followed me from Texas, and it it came here with the vengeance. But but it was it's bad up. snow there. Yeah. Well, tee up our guest, Trent. We got Bo Kaplan when we return. An old. I say this about a lot of our guests. Dear friend, but old friend, I can think Bo and I have known each other a little over 20 years, if I'm not mistaken, maybe 25. I don't know. His dad was my doctor for a long time. Just good people. When we return, you're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm Trent Haston from the Roby Family of Companies. We are your hosts. So I thought you were going to take it there. I was scared. You, you were, came strong. I you did. thought I was going to take it. You said, uh-uh. <laughs> jump, jump. <laughs> Bo Kappelman, what's up? Yes, sir. How's it going? Good. Hart and Hickman. That's right. What? Give me the, the technical version of Hart and Hickman. Hart and Hickman is a full-service environmental consulting firm. 
based in Charlotte. We've got an office in Raleigh, uh, Greenville, South Carolina as well. We do uh, primarily soil, groundwater assessment, remediation. Um, also do um, environmental compliance, all, all types of environmental services for pretty broad range of clients, real estate developers, investors, manufacturers, anybody who has an environmental issue or is, you know, uh, needs advice on environmental risk, we're, we're your man. So when you were a kid, your parents were customers of Andrew Roby, am I? Absolutely. It's coming back to me I said now. Number one customer, most likely. Y'all are really good number customers. One. I like your, that. your dad, Dr. Bill Kappelman, I, I remember going over there and working as a kid myself at your house. Uh, and and my father was very fond of your father. My uncle Donnie was very fond of your father. Did y'all play baseball for Andrew Roby? That's right, yeah. Uh, you had mentioned that on yeah, the way your, in. Your yeah. uncle Donnie was my coach starting nine <clears> years old, nine to 12. Yep. My brother as well. He coached me for four years in Little League, 8 to 12. Uh, yeah, he was – He was. that was fun times. He, he's a trip. Princeton Field, <laughs> was your dad the assistant coach? Yeah, dad was the coach most of the time that I played, yeah. Cool. That's good. So were you two – did y'all play at the same time? No, I'm a little older. No, he's older. How, how much older – how old are you, Bo? I'm 38. He's like not wanting to tell his age. Young man. Are you a female, Bo? Females don't like to tell their age. (laughs) Males do like to tell their age. The the more tread on your tires, it kind of comes with toughness. Long in the tooth. (laughs) Well, well, um, did you go to NC State? I did, yeah. Okay. And you let him in here. Yeah. And you went to – Oh, yeah, you're a Carolina boy. You went to Myers Park, right? That's right. So me and Reagan, I said this before on the show, me and Reagan were, uh, Reagan's my wife, Bo, uh, we were talking about my five kids and that they're all going to go to Carolina. And, and my one, my oldest daughter who <laughs> just got her driving permit said, well, I like Clemson and yeah, College of Charleston. And I said, well, you're not going unless you get a scholarship enough and something that offsets an in-state Carolina. Right, right. Uh, not necessarily Chapel Hill, but a North Carolina school system school. And Reagan and I said, "There's really good schools in North Carolina, like UNC Greensboro, Appalachian State, UNC Wilmington, NC State." And Reagan goes, "Oh no, I don't think I can bear my kids going to state." <laughs> Just so you know. Yeah, well, I'll stick up for you, Bo. I'll stick up for you in NC State. Uh, my daughter, my I went to Clemson. My wife went to Indiana, but my daughter found out about is very interested in veterinary, being a veterinarian. And heard about NC State's veterinarian school. Now I had to go buy her an NC State sweatshirt. <laughs> she cheered for NC State against Clemson, and we've been, we've been we're pretty pretty good for her. Yeah. Good for <laughs> her. Well done. What uh, a lot of practical majors at NC State. Yeah. Not, not psychology and sociology. Oh, and hey, we had PRTM. I'm an economics major. Just okay, so that, you know. hey, that's good. Good knowledge. Pretty practical for yeah, what yeah, I it, do for a living. Absolutely. Right? Well, well, what'd you study at State <laughs> since you're so practical? <laughs> Environmental technology. There, there you, you go. Yeah. You are utilizing See, I used your degree. My major. Isn't, that, isn't that something? Did you know at what point in going to college did you say that's what I want to study? Uh, first year, actually. Really? I, I went in undecided, took an environmental science class, had a really cool professor yep. who was the head of that, of that department. And, uh, yeah, he sort of inspired me to do it. And you went to Myers Park. High school, right? That's right, yeah. My brother's son, Garrett, is a ninth grader at Myers Park. Nice. So I think, I honestly think we've turned, have you been down that baseball field lately? 
I haven't. I think it's like an Andrew Roby Mecca. <laughs> there, there's definitely I a representation. Really, I think there's a lot of Roby stuff on that baseball field. You're talking about the, the advertisements? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we help. We do some stuff, some facilities. I don't know. I kind of just turn a blind eye to it and go the other way. You do advertise well. Your, your, <laughs> well truck, your trucks are visible around town. When you played at Dilworth, did, did you notice our logo around yeah, the, absolutely. the Princeton, uh, Princeton Dilworth Little League field? Yeah, I think Donnie had something to do with that. <laughs> he was always so. dragging the field about two. <laughs> you talking about two in the morning? Oh, two in the afternoon. Oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> Every day, like Donnie's back at the baseball field, can't find him. This is before cell phones. <laughs> except, except I do remember uh, he had a big old. He was like the first guy to ever have a box phone or something in his truck under his dashboard. The, the bag phone. The, yeah, the, the old bag yeah, phone. Those cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. So the cool thing about Bo is he works at Hart and Hickman, and every time I mess with a piece of real estate on the West Corridor, which is Moorhead, Wilkinson, that type of area, they all have soil. At the very least, you at least have to check the soil. Right. Am I saying I mean, this correctly? Sure. I mean, there's a lot of history behind those properties, so... <laughs> You know, we know. Yeah, like a lot little, of lot like of old, little Pittsburgh. <laughs> exactly, old. You know, a building uh, shows up out of nowhere. Structural steel manufacturer. You're obviously going to have to do some check the soil and do some environmental assessment to see what what the risks could be. So what? So do you do all those areas yourself? Me personally, yeah. I don't physically do. Well, I did for for many you years. Did. I've worked, up. worked my way yeah. up a I'm, little bit. I'm asking. Yeah. But I don't know what you do, no, Bo. You get you we've just got do a, the job. We've right? got That's a all I care about. Big team of smart folks who go out there and do the do the infield testing. The field testing. And then of course we get the data back, we evaluate it. I, I look at it, we you know, make the core samples. You do core samples or y'all hire that out? Yeah, well we've we hire drilling contractors okay. to do the to do the drilling for us. Bo, I have a question. I'm sure you get this all the time. What is what is the weirdest thing that you've ever found? Mm. Is there anything that sticks out? You're like, how in the world? Um, that is a good question. I Man, mean, you're in here for a reason. I, <laughs> it's a Friday. I'm really smart this Friday afternoon. You know, I think back to probably the one of the first sites I worked on, you know, 15 years ago. We used to sample groundwater there every every six months or so. And you go from well to well, you pull out samples, and we joke about what, what drink it looked like. You know, it would be like a purple, you know, grape. Welch's grape juice, and then you go over there and be like, "Oh, that's a, that's an IPA, or that's a stout, what? or something," because they're different colors from every every really? well we'd pull from out from the groundwater. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it was crazy. So we just sort of entertained ourselves by. Where they, was this? Can you say? I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so have y'all done a bunch of work? Obviously, over the last decade and a half, you say two decades in South End. Absolutely, very very similar to Wilkinson. Similar to your to your, your yeah. corridor. We're just there. moving on down. That's right. The poor man's side of a lot, lot of history, a lot of you know, industrial textile mills. You know that was that was, you know, sort of drove the economy long long ago. Well, I don't I don't want to. I, I mean, on my due diligence list, I think uh, you know I need a surveyor. And, you know, I need Bo Kappelman. Yeah, <laughs> we should be on your list. You're like, for sure. how do you? Well, I'm not saying I need an environmental science company or study. I call Bo Kappelman. That's right. And people are like, well, you going <laughs> to get a bid on that? I'm like, no, I just call Bo. <laughs> and they're like, well, what's this? I'm like, I don't know. He, we, we kind of got a good relationship on how we handle our stuff. Uh, 
I'll give it. You, you do a good job. You, you seem to have a wonderful relationship. We'll talk about this in the next segment. I'm just trying to save it. But a wonderful relationship with the state and, and a lot of this environmental procedure right. is, is managed by the state. Am I saying that right? Yeah. I mean, the state regulatory agency, North Carolina Department of Environmental Quality here in North Carolina, obviously, they, uh, yeah, we sort of report to them when we find issues. Huh. And, uh, I never think about it, but now that I'm having to think about it, the city and the county don't really Not play so ball much. in your, in I mean, your the, field? The county has some environmental uh, uh, involvement, but mostly the state, yeah. That's cool. That is cool. I, I'm fascinated. I'm learning a lot about what you did. And so when you were in NC State, what, I mean, what, you said they had a professor that really got you into this? Yeah, yeah. And so what, I mean, what was so alluring? Just, just something different every day kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, you know, he just sort of exposed a lot of environmental issues that I thought were interesting that, you know, your average person you doesn't really about know about unless you study it. Uh, and he was just a cool guy. He was, you know, um, basically told you I'd have a job forever. You know, that was pretty appealing. <laughs> Definitely. Well, a really yeah. good job. Especially yeah. with all this, you know, the recycling of land and these right. industrial areas that used to be real close in now get get relocated out and they do a better job environmentally. Exactly, yeah. Uh, but all these sites are where... Well, and from our industry and from the development side, like these guys, they, they know what's happening before anybody else, which, oh, is, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah, yeah we, we, do, can, we do sort of learn about stuff on the front end you know yeah we might need to talk about that i think Bo. so a little canary in the coal mine for me <laughs> that's right <laughs> he's like a canary with that grin <laughs> <laughs> he's like i'm gonna kill him all right we got bo <laughs> kappelman with hart and hickman when we this return great, you're listening to at home with roby Welcome back at Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm Trent Hazen from the Roby Family and Companies. Patrick, wow. i got to be honest with you. The tough Brilliant. way that you have come back and taken back over the intros, I need to stop making fun of you. Kind of excites you a little bit. Huh? You get you revved up. Little, your shoulders raised up a little mood. bit. Your little shoulder shrug. It's Friday afternoon. we got a lot of good things to be happy for. We were walking across the road from our office because we're on Moorhead so right across Bo the street. And... <laughs> the fancy, go back and listen. I think it was like four or five shows ago. One of my best, 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 best friends, Brian Ferris, was on the show uh, talking about a, his uh, Who wife. Who has guest hosted the show before when you were out of town? He hosted the show. He's been, he's been he's, on the show like three or four times. He's a legend. And this, this, the fanciest car I've seen <laughs> on Moorhead in a long time comes, hey, oh, hey, come over here. I want you to meet somebody. I'm I was like, like what, what is going on? That's about. what I was trying to tell you. But we'll give a plug. Uh, the fellow I met is uh, the new. He owns Biblio. They just opened it across the street, uh, and they were in there hustling and bustling. And what they do is they pair food with wines. Yeah, yeah. I think instead of some restaurants just, pair wine. I with just food. saw that online the other day. And I think I. It's like a set menu kind of thing. Yep. And it changes each time. That's right. So they opened. A, I think they opened about a month ago. Uh, and I asked him how business was. So he's in the salt and vinegar complex right across the street. The asked chip him, factory. Yep, yep. The chip Mitchum. I yep. tried. I wanted to buy that. Thing. I didn't have <laughs> any courage. Bo seems like he knows a lot about oh. that space. Yeah, we did some work on that. Probably. You did. Yeah. Uh, for uh, can't think of her name. Uh, White Point Partners. That's right. That. Yep. Yep. That's good. Yeah, I tried to buy. It. I tried to get my buddy to be a tenant, and he said he didn't think that. Uh, his hipster uh, employees would uh, would would like this side of town. I said, oh, "Are you crazy?" And about five years later, he goes, "Man, I missed that one." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, Looks a little different these days. I'm like, "Okay, well, it didn't take me much to realize that." Uh, 
But yeah, the old Mitch and Potato Chip factory about five acres, and then we own some parcels that start right behind it. Right. Uh, we're about to build some apartments on a couple of these parcels. You're helping us with that, sure and you keeping you busy over here. That's good. <laughs> Well, well, I'm gonna compliment you, Bo. You do a good job. You're easy to work with, uh, and you you do have a great rapport with the state, and and and, and you you make it easy, and that's what I look for. Appreciate that. A- and confidence that it's right because this is very important in these properties. Yep. Um. So you'll do a phase one typically, right? When we're gonna look at buying a property, that's well, kind of an upfront cost. Let's talk about what that is. I'm, I mean, I'm go ahead. Going to. I'm sorry. Uh, and then it'll lead if if it shows some hair. We're gonna. I'm gonna let you speak on this. It leads to potentially a phase two, right? Which includes more testing and such, right? Um, and then and then if there, you know, if if it shows some some signs and symptoms of something, then then we might enter into a Brownsfield agreement with the state. Right about all this. Yeah, that's one option. Okay. Well, tell us what a phase one is. So the phase one is the first phase of, of environmental wow. assessment. Yep. <laughs> UNC State practicality. Yeah, that's exactly right. No, so it has, I'd say, three main components. You're, you're, you're doing a site inspection, so you're laying okay. eyes on the property in its current condition. You're doing review of historical records, mm-hmm. see what the property's been used for over the years. Um, we, we attempt to research back to 1940, um, and that's per the standard that we have to follow to, to prepare a phase one. Uh, and then we also review uh, environmental records, database records, state regulatory records that show spills or, or registered underground tanks, things that could be a potential environmental concern. And so ultimately you decide whether or not there's a recognized environmental condition, a REC. Uh, that typically leads to the phase two where you can do soil or groundwater testing or any other types of uh, uh, assessment to, to confirm whether or it's not It's a that more rec factual, deeper dive, really. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really actually gathering data to to, data to confirm whether or not that condition is is a concern or not. And then, I mean, that kind of tells me as a property buyer or a developer, hey, it's got a it's got a clean enough bill of health if if it looks good, or hey, what are our next steps, Bo? We got a little bit of hair on it. The bank probably is not going to want to finance this for us unless we have a, a, a path forward. That's right. Yeah, we want to protect your liability. Yep. We don't want any, you know, any third-party claims for, you know, for uh, contamination issues on the property. You don't want to have any cleanup liability to the state. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of people really just, you know, it comes down to satisfying a lender a lot of times um, mm-hmm. and uh, just overall protecting uh, protecting your liability. So if if the property then then if we decide, hey, one of one of the steps that I frequently have done on these properties is we enter into which is a a, 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 a not as simple you can explain it, but a Brownsfield agreement is our goal. Yeah, that's a good option for a lot of these properties because um, you know it, it uh, basically a Brownfield's property is a an underutilized property um, that has some sort of improvement potential or plan uh, with a known or uh, perceived environmental risk associated with it. And so um, by going through the North Carolina Brownfields program, which is which is different than some other states, oh, really? Never, um, that it's, uh, you know, you basically do more assessment to evaluate the, the risk associated with the environmental conditions. Uh, and then ultimately you end up with a Brownfields agreement, which lays out, you know, uh, several land use restrictions that are filed on the uh, included in the agreement, which is filed on the property deed. And those are, you know, 
uh, in perpetuity. You know, you may be restricted to commercial use. Uh, groundwater use might be restricted. And that's intended to protect people from, from uh, the contamination that may be present on the site. Rather than clean up, you, impo you uh, impose these restrictions on the property instead. And then the good benefit, uh, you know, for the, for the developer, like yourself, is the tax incentives after, yep. after the, um, uh, the uh, development's complete. Yeah, so I've heard of, uh, and there are tax benefits. Some developers uh, like brownfield properties and will enter into that, even if it's, if the property has some some issues or some contamination. But they might not would necessarily need that. They enter into it because it also adds that protection over time. That's right. Yeah, it's a good option. It's not always the best option, right. but certainly if you have, um, you know, a large scale development plan that, you know, high you know, capital investment, um, you know, you'll get a lot of re you can get some return. I mean, I that. think it's really cool when I, when I'm looking at a property, I'm like, hey, Bo, can you do a phase one? And then you'll work on it for a week or two and then we'll, we'll talk and and you're like, hey, three properties up, up the hill. They had a contamination back in 1974. Right. And I'm like, huh? I'm like, what is he talking about? I'm like, so I always buy properties on top of hills. You know? <laughs> that, that's 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 good advice. <laughs> it really is. So unless so, unless that that's the property that yeah. caused the so issue. So if it's on top of a hill and it's always been a house, <laughs> right? You're safe. That, that's one. <laughs> you're of the, pretty good. That's one of the four plumbing rules. I'm just saying that it does go downhill. It flows downhill. <laughs> even contaminants. Everything goes. So downhill. I know. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, I mean, you had oil spills. You had underground tanks that leaked that had heating oil, had different kind of oils. A lot of mechanic shops. We talked about the little Pittsburgh, the old steel yard where we're at, uh, is is a Brownsfield's property. Right. You've helped us with that, and we have done some soil turnover. Right. Correct. I'm saying yeah. this correctly. And, uh, I mean, the old laundromats. Exactly. Dry cleaners big, are a big source of contamination. Yeah. Yep. What else? Huh. You know, I mean, any manufacturing. I named it all. Any manufacturing facility. I mean, you name it. There's... There's always some potential. I see why you were so intrigued by this. You're, I mean, there's just, it's endless. I mean, you probably find something different His every day. The professor told him to always have a job. Yeah, yeah well, it's true. too, but yeah. No, it's interesting. I mean, the historical part of it's pretty oh, cool, yeah. too. Do, yeah. you, do you primarily work in the Charlotte region? Yeah, I mean, Hart and Hickman has a lot of business in Charlotte and North Carolina, um, in the Carolinas. But, yeah, I mean, we, we do work throughout the southeast and really around the country. But you? But you, me, per yeah. Anywhere. Wherever I'll, the yeah, I'll work column anywhere. is at. But I yeah, primarily in, in the Charlotte and North Carolina okay. area. But Cool. This what do you is, think about all this? This is fascinating. I think this is super intriguing. I can't. I mean, I hope y'all are having fun listening to this. We've been too serious, so we might cut up on the last segment. Well, and but we always tell people too, like you know, there's a lot of folks that come on as guests and things that, that everybody utilizes and takes advantage of every day. It's cool that we're able to kind of tell these stories and uncover it a little bit. Yeah. And and what you do is is again, you're the very beginning of any kind of development that occurs in the city or really across the country. Yeah, so. re redevelopment. Yeah. I would say. Hopefully people are learning something. I certainly did. Good deal. And we're going to work our way all the way out, Wilkinson. You good with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll be old and gray with no teeth. You might learn how to play golf by then. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, I think I owe you a round of golf. Uh, t one thing, Bo, we like to sometimes put our guests on the spot. And we ask, what is one principle that you like to live by and how you operate your day, run your business, your family, whatever it is? What is one principle that you live by? Um, you know, just always, uh, always be a trusted advisor, um, you know, deliver 
quality work and uh, service to people such that they can view you as a trusted advisor. Well, I'm going to give you a compliment. You always are available, uh, whether it's an email or a phone call or something. And it's like, man, they're going to answer. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 I, and I speak a lot about this. Like, it's all perception, right? Like, you don't always, we're humans, you're not always going to be available to answer the phone. But it's how you make people feel. Right. And, and if you're not able to get to the phone, you're in a meeting or something, you always follow up real quickly. And, and it's, a, it's easy. It's an easy transaction. Some people you need to talk to, you don't want to talk to. It's going to be a long conversation or whatever. Let's right. get to the point and move on down the road. You got things to do. I got things to do. So that's good. How can people look up Hart and Hickman and Bo Kappelman? They want to call you. They can just look up our website, hartandhickman.com. Hart and the and sign? Like, uh, it is Hart. Hickman.com. Hart Hickman, no way in That's right. Got and it. If you Hart. Search Environmental Consultants, Charlotte, the, we should, Top we should bag. come up. They spend the most money with Google. HartHickman.com. <laughs> Bo Kappelman, you're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm Trent Hayes from the Roby Family at Companies. Trent Bow, man, Bo Kappelman. He's, he's like that was he's educational. Radio a couple times. He's chilling he? over there too. Look at him all Goodness lean back. Gracious. Like he's done. He's all. He's feeling good now. You got you. You got through it. It was really good. Uh, very educational. Seriously, like I mean, we. I think a lot of in the most tr- people are all nervous and they get through it so well. They're like, we we can do part two. Yeah. <laughs> We're not doing part two, Bo. No. no. <laughs> I will say that Jamie Ferris, Brian Ferris's wife, yeah, she has had a so much fun now. on yeah. the radio. Her her new New York. Looks legit. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrity podcast just hit landed. I think our first show. Have you listened? My, yet? I gotta hear it. I'm, I'm disappointed if you're listening, Jamie and Brian. I hope you're listening. If not, I'm gonna play it while I'm riding down the road with you, uh, <laughs> so you can hear this. But uh, when my mother-in-law is is joshing me that I have new competition and it all stemmed from being my guest, I have a problem with that. Oh, you're upset. I am. Gotcha. <laughs> I got so you. It, Where'd you and Brian really go? I saw maybe you took him out back behind the woodshed and slapped him. We went to Biblia. Yeah, I know. I'm just joking. That was a nice ride he had there, though. I like that thing. Yeah. What he say on his thing? He said he likes watches, wine, and cars, <laughs> and, and, oh, uh, and gun, women, guns, but uh, guns. Yeah. I mean everything. But he said, but none as expensive as women. I, said, <laughs> I told Reagan that I was like, I was just shaking my head. I don't know what to say about the guy. Yeah, pretty how tough. Could, how could he? How could he? <laughs> I, my wife is not that expensive. No, my wife is very frugal. I like it. Yeah. Mm. We get along well. I don't know. My kids are older. You know, meals cost five times as much now. They like to go out to eat. And then now our vacations are just through the roof, if, if, especially if we want to fly somewhere. Oh, it's yeah. Oh, you're, you're and flights you're especially. have gone up they're, a lot. They're absolutely crazy. I remember back when I used to, I'm, I've gone on a couple trips, and i got a couple more coming up, business trips with I remember about th- three, four years ago when I would go do my orbits or whatever, uh, hustle a plane round trip. Travel plane ticket. It was about two to three hundred. Two to three hundred bucks. Now they're about seven to eight hundred dollars on the low side. Exactly. If the you want to go out of the country, goodness gracious. These planes. Do you think they're not making money? And then they hit me up for some Wi-Fi that don't work for nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, Wi-Fi. It's, it's, it's it don't work. I'm like, I can't get my thing hooked up. Well, hey. I you, you you are a sock guy, or you you once were. You had a certain brand, and I, and I never have been. I'm, I'm saying this for a reason. I was I was I got I, I got a pair of. You ever had smart wool socks? 
Uh, I, I have. These are the most comfortable I have. Socks. The first time I ever bought a pair of cowboy boots, I bought some smart wools. They're very comfortable, so, but I wear stance socks. I know you have the stance it, socks. It's my brand. I'm telling you, I've never elevated. Speaking of being cheap, I always go to, you know, whatever's the cheapest place to get socks. And those are the only socks I really had. Someone got me in these smart wool socks. And I'll tell you what, my feet feel like, feel good. Do they still stink? They don't, they're, they're smart. They don't stink. Did you have a couple friends? My feet have never really stunk. <laughs> I have other issues, Dude, but that isn't my problem. Boat but shoes you had those friends oh, that yeah. you go to camp with, and they take your shoes off the whole tent with smell. It's like, dude, what's we, the deal? When I was, you know, I was in college, everybody wore those uh, Sperry boat shoes with no oh, socks. Whoa, oh, bro. talking about smelling. Good grief. They make socks for a reason, bro. That's it. Well, that was, that was like the, that was like the cool thing, right? But, uh. Man, they were some stinky socks. So you smart wool, you in the smart wool game. I'm in the smart wool game. What else man. are you? Um, blue jeans and a, and, a, and a flannel shirt, yeah. Fleece jacket. You got your snow ski jacket. That probably cost you about $9,000. <laughs> Whenever they put the, the snow ski logo on there, they, they, you get about an 80% price increase. Yeah, you get them off the sales rack or you go full throttle? There's there's a sales rack? I do not know about In the this. summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just wearing last year's version. I still can't believe you hadn't you hadn't crushed me on the radio for the uh, the cheapskate comment. But when I, we went to we went to Colorado and did the uh, did the uh, timeshare sale. <laughs> That's I pretty mean, funny. Why don't you say a little uh, bit about that, yeah, Patrick? Said, hey, have you, ever, have you ever done that before, Bo? So I, we, we he's not a cheapskate to so your level. They're like, we'll give you a few hundred dollars off your hotel room. Like, I can do that for an hour and a half. Holy smokes, we need to hire those guys to sell for I us. I was talking to Patrick. He said he tried to corner me five times. I told him I just had to leave. They sent three differing people in to try to close us. What would you get out of it? A free lunch? Okay. <laughs> a hot dog and a bottle of water. Goodness no, they, gracious. They gave us a free night at the hotel, but uh, God, that is that's some high-pressure stuff. I was like, man, these guys are taking notes. Like, they need to give this part. No, we would never sell like that. But uh, yeah, after the third one came in, my wife was kind of like, hey, we spent our time. We're leaving. It's like, hey, man, let's get out of here. Goodness. I don't think I have the good courage to sit through that. Uh, it, 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 these guys are good. They know what they're doing. But uh, yeah. It, they, it you a, said they went like three layers deep. Three manager, layers. manager, manager. I didn't know there were three. <laughs> how many people work here? <laughs> <laughs> no. It was an interesting experience to say the least. But well, uh, if you're hey, in that industry, I'm not trying to, to knock you. But they, these guys knew their stuff. You man. took it. You were ready to buy. <laughs> You'll do it again next year, knowing you. <laughs> I think they got me flagged. I gotta get. I gotta give that to you. Well, we're going our ski trip this year. You know, we talked about a little yeah. bit of out west. And then I had grown up. My dad always took me to snowshoe, which I'm very fond of. You're I would love it. to take my kids. But we're gonna go. Up the Sugar Mountain. We're keeping it real. Hell yeah. Home downtown, baby. Keep it in the Carolinas. No, that's, that's awesome. Right. Just get on the hills. Enjoy so it. Reagan this morning was going, cleaning out ski clothes for the kids. There I mean, I don't think, when's President's Day weekend? It's a ways away. I don't think it's that far away, bro. Listen, well, she prepares <laughs> a little earlier than I would. Oh, yeah. Joey's packing for I, next year's I pack more than enough. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Go well, ahead. Well, Patrick, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. You Bo, too. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. TJ, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Hey, you're listening to this show, whether on Sunday, uh, live, or on the podcast, go do the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Have a wonderful day and smile a lot. Thanks for listening.